It is Sunday, November 15th, 2020. This is U62 The Targ. Let's do it! As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. Alright, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62 The Car. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, I finished reading Lord of the Rings, I finished watching Lord of the Rings, and I got a KFC fire log. It's episode 10.28, talking about Lord of the Rings. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. You 62 the Targ, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's episode of The Targ. I'm Mark Campus. Sorry I didn't have an episode last week. My parents asked me to come home and help them out with some chores around the house, and I didn't get to hammer one out before I left. But while I was at home, I was very thrilled when my social media lit up with this notification. The KFC Fire Log has finally come to Canada. This was a thing that KFC came out with last year. It was only available at Walmart down in the States. It's one of those fire logs that's made out of sawdust and such to get your fire going, but this one is soaked in KFC's 11 herbs and spices. So when you toss it on your fire, it fills your house with the delicious scent of fried chicken. As I said last year, they're only available in the States down at Walmart. But this year, they brought it to Canada, where it's exclusively at Canadian Tire. Monday, November 9th was when Canadian Tire made the announcement, and I'd been keeping an eye on their website for when they went on sale. They finally showed up after Remembrance Day. So on Friday, I went up to my old stomping grounds in Athabasca and got one at the Canadian Tire up there. I was explaining to the clerk how it makes your house smell like a KFC, and she just stood there going, You're shitting me. It's here in my house now, and I can smell the artificial KFC scent seeping through the packaging. One of the chores I was helping my folks with was getting firewood for the winter, so next time I'm home, I'm going to have to take it with me and toss it in my parents' fireplace to see if I can get the house smelling like chicken. U62 Dark has everything you want in a podcast. Scooby-Doo, Batman, and Weird Al, it's the holy trinity of pop culture. Download it today at chaosinabox.com. I did it, I did it, a quest I've been on since I was 12 years old, I have finally completed. I finished reading The Lord of the Rings. Yes, I've been talking about this quite a bit here on the podcast. It all started way back in the sixth grade when I first read The Hobbit. I loved it. So, of course, I wanted to move on to the sequel, The Lord of the Rings. As I've complained before, The Lord of the Rings is incredibly dense. I mean, I know people love it because of the rich and detailed universe it creates, but describing all that detail really bogs down the plot. When I first started this latest attempt to read the books, I used this to illustrate how dense the book is. The prologue is five chapters long, and it's nothing but a primer on Hobbit culture. But I found it a lot easier to read this time out. Maybe it's because I've seen the movies enough times that it's bred a deeper familiarity with the material. Maybe it's because everyone speaks in that faux Shakespearean, like Thor does in the Marvel movies, so that tricked me into thinking this is a Marvel book. The point is, though, 
I finally made my way through the Lord of the Rings. Or have I? I'm at the end of the narrative. I've read the words, the end. But there's still 150 pages left. See... The final 150 pages of The Lord of the Rings is a series of appendices that go deep into the lore and backstory of Middle-earth. The prologue was the primer on Hobbit culture, while the first appendix is a primer on everybody else's culture. We get the Frodo Baggins family tree. You want to know how diehard fans can actually speak Elvish? It's because the Elvish English Dictionary is one of these appendices. So I guess if I really, truly want to finish Lord of the Rings, I should power my way through the appendices. But if anybody asks, I did it. I'm done. Everything's better with Mark Chappis. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Chappis on U62, The Targ. Now let's move on to the streaming report where I catch you up on what I've been binging. Well, because I've been reading Lord of the Rings every time I finished one of the books, I'd toss its corresponding movie into the old Blu-ray player. For those who are curious, I've got the theatrical versions on DVD and the extended editions on Blu-ray. For this exercise, I was watching the theatrical versions. I remember when the movies first came out, it received almost overwhelming praise for how faithful to the books it was. Especially the first film, The Fellowship of the Ring. It was the second film, The Two Towers, where they started making changes, and some of them were controversial. The biggest change in Two Towers was to the character of Faramir. He is the brother of Boromir, and he runs into Frodo and Sam on their journey. In the book, he's a very kind-hearted soul who's able to resist the temptation of the ring and help Frodo and Sam on their way. In the movie, he's a bit of a jerk who falls to the temptation of the ring and tries to sell out Frodo and Sam. Kind of ruins some of the magic. And then we move on to the return of the king and one of its bigger omissions, the scouring of the Shire. See, in the book, once the hobbits return home, they find that the war did not escape their beloved Shire. The Shire is now a fascist regime under the rule of a dude known as Sharky. So it's up to Frodo, Sam, Merry, and Pippin to use all the skills they learned on their journey to lead the hobbit uprising and liberate the Shire. I can see why they cut it from the film because, dude, it's the second last chapter of the book. It does seem a little anticlimactic. But it's fun in that it really brings some epic closure to our hobbit heroes. Yeah, I found myself a little upset at these omissions from the films, but good news! A lot of the stuff that wasn't in the theatrical versions made their way into the extended editions. So I tossed in those Blu-rays and watched those scenes. Showed me, though, that I really should upgrade my theatrical versions to Blu-ray because the standard deaf DVDs don't cut it on a high-def TV. Maybe I'll go back and rewatch the extended editions now. Or maybe I'll watch the Hobbit trilogy. Haven't done that yet, even though I read The Hobbit before I started on Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's what the Lord of the Rings movies did right that the Hobbit movies did wrong. In the Lord of the Rings, a lot of that dense exposition was cut out, making things move a lot quicker. But for the Hobbit, they stuffed a lot of that dense exposition in in order to pad a single book into a trilogy. And that's the streaming report. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. And now it's time for your nerd news headlines. Sadly, we're starting with some sad news. While I was gone last week, we had the passing of game show legend Alex Trebek. Best known for hosting Jeopardy since it first premiered in 1984. 
I tell you, when I was a kid, there was a stretch there when I was obsessed with Jeopardy. No doubt that's what began my lifelong love of trivia. It was on right there whenever I came home from school. I still watch it on TV from time to time, and Trebek was just the perfect host. Always so kind, he'd never mock people for not knowing the right questions. It did kind of get buried in the rest of the coverage, but Alex Trebek was almost working right up until he died. He filmed what will now be his final episode just two weeks before his death, and it'll air on Christmas Day. Alex Trebek, you will be missed. Let's move on to some happier news now. Looks like when Thor returns to the big screen, he'll be getting some Guardians of the Galaxy to help him out. Rumors are going around that Chris Pratt has just signed on to pop up his Star-Lord in Thor Love and Thunder. That just makes sense. At the end of Avengers Endgame, we saw Thor venturing off with the Guardians to find himself and where he belongs in this universe. And besides, with COVID throwing off all kinds of release schedules, who knows when we'll ever get around to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Anyway, Thor and Star-Lord had a cute little rivalry going on in Infinity War, so it'll be nice to see that continue. Oh, and one last little Marvel tidbit. We finally have the release date for WandaVision, Marvel's first original series for Disney+. It'll be hitting Disney Plus on January 15th. 2021 is already looking up. And that's your Nerd News Headlines. You're listening to Mark Kappas. That young man fills me with hope. And some other emotions that are weird and deeply confusing me. On U62, the Targ. And it's about time to wrap things up here on the Targ. I'm looking out the window and pondering whether to go out and do stuff or not. If you haven't seen the real news, COVID numbers are spiking once again in Alberta, so it's probably safest to stay home as much as possible. But there's so much cool stuff going on right now. West Edmonton Mall just got a Lego store. It's the biggest one in Canada. Lego is definitely something I'd be into if I had more time and room to do stuff. And Landmark Cinemas has brought back classic James Bond movies. They're showing Goldfinger next week. I've always wanted to see Goldfinger on the big screen. So yeah, I'm just sitting here trying to figure out what to do. But I think I'll go into the next room now and figure that out while binging Netflix. And that'll do it for this week's episode. As always, thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or just pop by my official website, chaosinabox.com. I'm Mark Caps. This has been the Targ. I will see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. It was a good ride while it lasted. Come on, kids. Let's go home. We are home. That was fast.